Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. Thank you for joining me. Um, I hope you are well. I hope you are strong. I hope all is well with you and yours where you are. And I pray for the kindness, the love, the mercy of God to be upon you at this time in the name of Jesus. I thank God for his hand over our lives. I thank him for his mercy. I thank him for his grace. And I pray that um, the Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings upon all of us at this time. Heal us in our spirits, in our souls, in our bodies. And restore unto us the joy of our salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. So the title of today's episode is Repent and Return. And um, this is one of those um, days when I have a title that just came to me like this morning and it really came about because I had been a bit upset from yesterday because I handled the situation I think I, I handled it pretty poorly you know something that came up at work I wasn't very pleased with how I handled it and the aftermath and the effect of the way in which I handled it, you know, it it, just, it didn't really, I wasn't pleased at all. And also because I got a check from the Holy Spirit at some point and I ignored that check and went ahead and did what I, you know, went with the way I was feeling and it really turned out really badly in a way that is not at all what I would have wanted. So, and I find myself in that place where having, to, of course, I, I, I really try to make amends, you know, with the situation and, and all of that. But I felt really horrible afterwards. And it came up till this morning, even more so because I felt this is something that I have tried. I think I should have, I shouldn't have been in that position. Let's just put it that way. And I started thinking about repentance and how, you know, and I just felt, let me just muse on it and, you know, really speak to myself and say, you know, repentance is about turning away. It's not just about feeling bad. It's about the actions that we take subsequently to make sure that we do not repeat, you know, those things that we know that we shouldn't be doing. So this is just me, you know, again, submitting myself to the judgment of the word of God so that I can be changed and become a better person. So let's muse together. Thank you for joining me on this self-reflection um, self-correction and self-reproof journey today where I'm using on repent and you know being able to repent and, re- and and turn return to God and turn away so it's called repent and return Thank you. so repent and return my headline scripture is Acts chapter 3 verse 19 and um, where um, one of the apostles was saying, repent then and turn to God so that, I think that was Peter, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. So repentance is about, you know, like I said, you repent of your sin, your wrongdoing, or I repent of my sin and my wrongdoing, and then I turn to God. I turn away from that sin and I turn to God. So repentance always has to come with a turning, a turning away from and a turning to and that that's only when our sins can be wiped out. And even though he was saying this to people who were not saved at the time, this is a principle that applies for anyone, and we'll see this for everyone, whether we're saved or not, and we'll see that as we go along. So 2 Corinthians 
this is um, also Paul speaking to the church. This is Paul speaking to the church in Corinth. And he says, For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death, which is like self-condemnation. I mean, I'm, I'm the one that added that self-condemnation. So what he's saying here is that there's a grief that comes with repentance. There's a sorrow that comes with repentance. But it's the godly one that leads to salvation. And salvation without regret. You know, in other words, a saving that causes you to be wiped away from that sin and you know not in self-condemnation so there's actually a grief that actually makes one you know there's a negative type of grief you know when we've done something wrong that doesn't lead to salvation and what we should seek for is that godly, godly grief that leads to salvation which of course means that you know we we'll really also turn away and that thing will be a thing of the past So Proverbs 28.13 says, Whosoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them forsakes them, will obtain mercy. So this shows very clearly that, and I think for me, my personal musing on this is that I should never get to the place whereby I think I, you know, it serves my purpose better. I'm whitewashing my character and, you know, doing that thing whereby before everyone I present my best behaviors and, and I act as if I'm all perfect whereas I have you know major personal character issues that are unresolved um, I think one thing that the Holy Spirit does is he really brings these things to the fore and I think sub- submitting myself to that correction and that reproof even in a sometimes I will not say public but less than private way I think is is a way for me is is a way for me to really get to that place where I can actually be better, you know, in that sense. So the Bible says, whosoever conceals his sin will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. So this is, you know, I think it can be, the confession can be private between you and God. Sometimes it may also be like what James talked about when he says, confess your faults to one another that you may be healed. And, you know, so I actually believe in that practice of confessing faults to one another because I think it helps to make someone else accountable with you there's somebody else you you've you've acknowledged that fault to and that person if it's a spiritual partner can be like your your how would i say your pair or your co-support in helping you to ensure that you stay on track on that and i think also the act of the devil knowing that you are not hiding that flaw you know also makes him and you know everyone you know i would just say you know the spiritual universe know that um you are on a journey of self-correction and that you are not hiding it and you want to be better so whosoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy so we need that mercy and we need the prosperity and the salvation that comes from genuine repentance i need that now as well so proverbs 123 says repent at my rebuke this is old testament solomon under inspiration and it says then i will pour out my thoughts to you i will make known to you my teaching so this is god saying here that if we repent when he rebukes us so in other words when i do something wrong and god rebukes me and I get to a place of repentance, that when God sees that genuine repentance, then he will pour out his thoughts into me, and he will make known to me his teaching. So he will give me the wisdom that I need to rise above that situation, that character flaw, and to actually, so I will receive from him the ability 
to be a better person and to rise above. And I really receive this word right now in the name of Jesus. I really receive it because I just need that knowledge and power. I don't want to be this person. And um, But I think from this scripture, the only thing that would activate that is genuine repentance. And it has to come at the rebuke of the Lord. So therefore, I think like James, where the book of James says we should endure the, ch- the chastening of the Lord, that it is only him that he, that God loves, that God only chastens the people that he loves and that when he chastens us he deals with us as son and not as, as sons and not as um, servants or bastards or whatever sorry for using that word uh, let me just say or people who are outside of his fold that word should be relegated forever um, so he deals with us as sons um, so um, yeah and that he will make known to us his teaching so genuine repentance is what we need and then that flows very well into romans 2 verse 4 which says it is god's kindness that leads us to repentance and we should not be presumptuous so i should not be presumptuous about the riches of his kindness and his forbearance and take it for granted uh, you know that it is the kindness of god that leads me to repentance so i shouldn't think just because i experience god's kindness and his loving his loving kindness and tender mercies if i can just do whatever i like and overlook my flaws and you know just think that i can just carry on you know walking in the flesh and reacting to things in the flesh and not holding myself up to the standard of what his word and his spirit actually expects of me and in luke 3 verse 8 it says bear fruits in keeping with repentance and do not begin to say to yourself okay this was jesus talking to the jews and i really like this one because i think it's also applicable to those of us who are believers today and he says Bear fruits that are in keeping with repentance and do not begin to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able to raise even from these stones children up um, for Abraham. So what he's saying, and this is to us Christians, this is to me, he's saying, Shola, look, you need to begin to bear fruits that are in keeping with repentance. If you say you have repented, then you need to begin to bear fruits of that repentance, fruits of the Spirit. In other words, love, long-suffering, patience, long-suffering, patience, kindness, meekness temperance all those things that are listed in galatians he says because don't think that just because you have a covenant with me and jesus christ is your lord that you know therefore you are covered by the blood of jesus and therefore i will not hold you accountable for the things that you do that are in the flesh that are not of me that grieve my spirit he says because i am able even from these stones to raise up children to abraham or even to jesus so don't take my grace for granted that's the message from god from G- and, and jesus said this even to the children of israel who as we know are the nation is the nation of, uh, of god from the very beginning and from the you know from the days of moses how much more we that are you know were grafted in through and adopted as sons through the blood of jesus yeah we shouldn't take the grace of god for granted i should not take his grace for granted and he he talks there about bearing fruits in keeping with repentance so there are fruits that come from genuine repentance so i think when i read this and i muse on this what this tells me is that after repentance there are fruits that come from repentance and i think we stop at repentance i think that's what i'm also getting for myself that i'm i am not manifesting the fruits of repentance i am just repenting i get to a point of so-called godly sorrow and grief but i'm still repeating the same cycle of behavior so something is off and wrong with that picture and i really need to spend some time in word and probably in prayer as well and you know really going through that mental and spiritual process in my soul as well and you know really really paying attention to this and saying that i have to be better and really work on developing those fruits and i think 
if the Bible talks about fruits of repentance, then that means there's a seed of repentance. That seed needs to be nurtured. It needs to be watered on. It needs to be fed. It needs to be trimmed before the fruits of repentance can show. So if I have had a seed of repentance and I neglected it, it probably just rotted and died. I didn't water it with the word of God. I didn't trim it with prayer. I didn't, you know, nurture it um, with confessions and declarations. Then why am I expecting fruits when I have just abandoned my seed? So I think that is my learning from this music now. And I thank you, Lord, for that revelation. I need to begin to work on bearing fruits in keeping with repentance. It's not enough to be sorry for what I have done. I need to begin to work on the seed of the word of God that, you know, is relevant to that, um, to the repentance of that situation and nurture it until I begin to see the fruits. And the fruits means I am now doing the opposite of that thing. You know, if it is about uh, impatience, then I'm now becoming more patient. If it is about anger, then of course that is completely gone. If it's about um, long-suffering, this I am now more long-suffering. If it is about uh, meekness, you know, as opposed to being aggressive and, and argumentative, then, you know, I now see that I, I am becoming more meek and I'm not manifesting that. And if it's other things, you know, whether it's, um, yeah, um, other things like um, immorality and that sort of thing, then of course that should be taken out of the way as well completely, whatever is applicable to, to, to us, you know. So, Revelations 3.19 says, Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be sincere and repent. This is also in the same spirit of, and this is all God talking to his people. So, there's repentance that you know for for sinners there's also repentance for repentance for the children of god and i think that is my musing and i think the principles are the same there's repentance to salvation whether it's salvation from death there's salvation from death as a sinner there's also salvation from death as someone who has stepped out of the will and of the ways of god so second timothy 2 25 says correcting his opponent with gentleness God may grant repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth. Wow. So there's a repentance that also leads to a knowledge of the truth. You know, this is all in keeping. And this is really, you know, I'm, you know, I think this is really interesting for me because I'm now interrogating on scriptures that are talking to the children of God, not just to people who are repenting, you know, to become saved. And I think it, I probably spent more time musing on that other one than this one because I'm discovering all these new things. So there's a repentance that leads to a knowledge of the truth. And I think that is something that we all should seek. That's something that I should seek at this time as well. So to bring this to a close, Joel 2.13, um, I think we read this in previous episodes. This is um, <clears throat> saying by inspiration, Rend your heart and not your garment. Return to the Lord your God, for his gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. So this is also describing what genuine repentance is. It's really not about outward show. It's a rending of the heart. And it tells us to return to God, that he's merciful and all that. But as we've also seen, you know, it's not just to just repent and leave it at that. There are actions that need to be taken after repentance that shows that it is genuine. And that leads us to a place whereby we receive that salvation, the knowledge of the truth. And I also receive, um, you know... Um, fruits that are in keeping with repentance second corinthians 7 9 says as it is and this is paul speaking to the church in corinth i rejoice not because you were grieved but because you were grieved into repenting for you felt a godly grief so that you suffered no loss through us hmm. 
So again, Paul talking here about that godly grief, and he's talking again to um, believers, you know, that, you know, he, he repents because the grief was a, a, a godly one that gave them into repentance. And in Romans 2 verse 5, in fact, sure, that one, this is Paul talking to the church of church in Rome, and it says a lot that is really relevant to this theme, and I will close with this scripture. It says, but because of your hard and impenitent heart, and this is, it started off by talking about the fact that, you know, we Christians, sometimes you are judging people, and that you are thinking that even though you are judging people, the same thing you are judging people of you yourself, you are guilty of it, and that you think that, you know, the God that will judge those other people that did it, maybe they are sinners, will also leave you free, just because you are saved. So he now said, but because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself for the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will render to each one, each one, according to his works. To those by patience who by patience in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. Verse 8, but for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the saved and the unsaved. In other words, said the Jew and the Greek, which means the, the, those in covenant and those outside of covenant. He says, for glory, honor, and peace to everyone who does good. To the Jew first and also to the Greek, for God shows no partiality. So I think that just about ends it all tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil and that is what god has promised for the day on the day of wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed so we i shall i i have the choice to decide whether i will be a candidate of mercy a candidate that will receive his glory and honor and peace for doing good a candidate who has sowed into you know sowed seeds of repentance turned away and therefore nurturing it, working actively, therefore reaping the fruits of repentance. Or somebody else, whether I will be the person with a hard and impenitent heart who will have stored up wrath for myself on the day of judgment. God says that he has laid before us good and evil. Whichever one we choose is our choice. But I pray for myself and I pray for anyone who needs to really experience a touch of God and an understanding and a change of character and behavior and you know fruits of the spirit at this time and i pray for us all that god may give us the ability or the strength the courage and you know whatever we need to get to that place of genuine repentance and to follow through on that repentance and to the point where we can actually reap the fruits thereof and walk in his salvation in the knowledge of the truth and please him in all that we say and we do and be an example of a believer faith, in action, in purity, in habits, in lifestyle, in how we come across, how we think, how we say, what we do, and how we live our lives. Amen.